of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on Him, but also to suffer for His sake, having the same conflict which ye saw in me, and now here to be in me. Earlier in his letter, Paul referred to his suffering and to the fellowship of the Philippian brethren in terms of a gift. Notice verse 7 of the same chapter. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds, and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. Paul used the word grace here to describe his suffering for Christ. Now this word grace is translated from the Greek word that means gift. It was his gift given to him by God that he might be able to suffer for Christ. But how is suffering a gift? That's our question. How is it that suffering is a gift? Let us again read from our original passage, verse 29. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on Him, but also to suffer for His sake. They were given by Christ the opportunity to suffer for Him. The word given comes from a word that means to grant a favor or to grant favor. Paul's statement suggests that faith is a gift and suffering for Christ is also a gift. Now, as we look at this question, how is suffering a gift, I want us to keep in mind, and it is extremely important, God did not create the suffering. Satan did that. All the suffering we have in this life, all of the, the things that happen in this life that uh, are contrary to what we would like and that do not benefit us came from Satan. But as we obey the gospel and we become Christians by accepting God as our leader and by accepting Christ as our Savior, through that we will suffer for Christ. And that is a gift. Now we need to understand how that exactly is a gift. Have you ever heard someone ask the question, why do good people suffer? Well, I, you know, at times maybe all of us have thought that. We may have even expressed that. But it does appear as we study through the Scripture that that is a gift and a benefit to us when we suffer for Christ. Not that we are suffering, the suffering itself is not going to be beneficial. But when we do it for Christ, it causes some things to happen. The normal understanding of suffering is that it is something evil or bad. But it can be good if used properly. Our whole purpose for God creating us and for us living in this world is to honor Him, to obey Him, and to live for Him. Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13. We need to always keep in mind the only thing that can separate us from God is sinfulness. And if something brings us back to God, whether that is suffering or whatever it may be, that is a gift because it has brought us back to God. Suffering can be a gift if it brings us closer. 
I recently spoke with a young woman, and she made the statement to me. She said, am I using God because the bad things in my life now have caused me to turn toward Him? I said, well, that's not the ideal situation. We ought to turn toward God simply because He loved us first. But it is the case that suffering gives us an opportunity to think about spiritual things. And then it becomes a gift. If it brings us back to God. Again, it isn't the suffering itself that we appreciate. It's the avenue of allowing us to consider God and why we are here in this world. And then, of course, it can be a blessing. Now, if we want to listen to Satan, he is deceptive, and he will lead us to believe as long as we have no suffering in this life, then we are in a proper relationship with God. But we know that certainly isn't the case. We know many people who are not faithful to God, who may not even believe in God, that prosper in this life, monetarily, physically, or whatever the case may be. But those people who have not been brought to Christ, who have no idea that they want to even begin to understand about Him, when there is no suffering, there is little to cause them to want to turn away from sin or error. So suffering can be a gift. When we suffer as a result of our own consequence or just the natural occurrence of events in this life, the processes of life, we come to understand in a very personal way our dependence upon God, don't we? When we lose our health, do we begin to understand our dependence upon God? When we lose things in this life that we love most, it might even be family. Because of something we have done, we clearly begin to see better our dependence on God, and we're able to look beyond the temptations of this life, maybe even many of those that caused us to lose those things precious to us. Suffering brings us to the realities of life in this existence. It'll help us to not be so focused on the cares and the riches of this world. That's what Christ said, Luke eight fourteen. I want to notice what the writer of Hebrews said, Hebrews twelve six through 8. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. What good parent has not chastened his or her child when they have done wrong in this life? That demonstrates a great love on the part of the parent. David learned, and he said, Psalm 119.71, It is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. Because of the affliction, because of the chastisement, the punishment, we can learn God's statutes. That's how we learn them in this world, isn't it? In our rearing as, as children from a, a, the age of a youth on up until we leave home, our parents chastise us when we do wrong, and by that we learn the statutes or the rules of our homes, right? God does the same thing. When we consider the suffering that comes in this life, we should also remember this. Notice what Paul said, Romans 8, verse 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time 
are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Suffering is a gift when we allow it to help us to look toward eternity. When we allow it to bring us closer to God and to seek those things which are above. The Lord has never indicated that suffering in and of itself was to be a joy looked forward to. The result of the suffering, the opportunity to have that result, is the gift. And God has provided that for us. However, it is a gift because it helps us in our journey to gain heaven. That's what suffering does. No one wants to suffer in this life. But we all want to get to heaven, and sometimes it takes a little suffering to grab our attention, to let us understand where we stand in our relationship with God and exactly what sin does for us. If you've never obeyed the gospel, do that. Repent of past sin. Confess that Christ is the Son of God. Be immersed in water for the forgiveness of our sins. Come up to walk in a new life. And hopefully we will not have to do a whole lot of suffering in this life. But when we do, allow it to bring us closer to God. Allow it to bring us back to Him if we have stepped away from Him. Sometimes we do that in this life after having obeyed the gospel. Allow the suffering of this life to cause repentance to want to take place, confession of our sins, uh, and we can ask God to forgive us. That's what we need to do if we've obeyed the gospel and yet turned away. If you have need to answer this Lord's invitation at this time, let that be known as we stand and as we sing.